0: This is episode 285 for February 2014. Okay, time for message board questions. Let's tackle them. Uh, Our first one is from Web Century. Uh, His location is Stoke-on-Trent, England. And his first comment and question is, Michael Bailey, goddamn! (laughs) Michael, will be will we be seeing you or hearing you on the show more often, so does this mean that you're reading Spider Man again? Uh
1: yes, and because of that, yes.
0: <laughs> Bailey's back. Back again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just Bailey's settled on back. my
1: lawsuits. F you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forgot, I missed the rapping Bailey. That's epic. I love oh, rapping yeah. Bailey. Uh it's like Christmas time all the time when he's rapping. Uh, George, even though you hate the Ultimate Universe, I didn't know that, anyway, uh, uh. since you eventually picked up Superior Foes upon recommendation and praise, will you ever go back and read Ultimate with Miles, since that is praised just as much as Superior
2: Foes? <laughs> Hell no.
0: Oh, it's a good <laughs> book. If the, the Ultimate
2: Universe, it's a non-starter for me. Aww. I, the, only, the only promise I saw of the Ultimate Universe was Galactus getting to eat it, and now that's been robbed of me. I don't yeah, I don't even get to enjoy that now so eff it. No. My Miles in
0: the 616, would you read it?
2: Uh if it was 616, yeah, I I, I would. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I would give it I would give it a chance, but ultimate stuff? No, I I
0: pass. You just hate that universe. I don't so. like it
2: now. Gosh. Uh, to
0: Brad, the introduction of Ava to Spider-Man and Marvel is presumably well underway. Yes, sir. But did you ever get to try uh, to get your wife and stepdaughter into Marvel and Spidey? Yes, I tried both of them and they weren't interested. <laughs> uh, uh, what, beyond the movies. They all—they both liked the movies a lot. Um I, when my wife and I were dating, I I was like, "What? George going to love this." When I what can I do to maybe see if she likes to read comic books because she never read comics as a kid. Maybe Archie, but that was the extent of it. So I bought Ultimate Spider-Man uh, number one to six in trade form, and I gave it to oh, her, and she just didn't get it. She didn't like it because
2: you gave her Ultimate. Right? Just, I know. I know. should have given that her the Secret yeah. War. She'd be like, "Oh my god, this is like crack."
0: Bailey you ever I mean you ever try to give your wife some, oh, that
2: sounds. your
0: <laughs> you, you, what do you have you tried to get your wife into comics I, I well, think she I, reads I, K I, stuff is that comics or what do well,
1: I, if i memory's bad I learned in high school that oh, yeah. you know never try to make them read a book cuz it's just if they're not into it they're not into it what I lucked out in is that she she wasn't, uh, like, a full-on geek, but she liked geeky stuff. I mean, we, she she liked to sit there and watch, you know, Batman the Animated Series and Superman the right. Animated Series with me. The only comic she's really ever read uh, outside of... Uh, it's really funny. Back uh, in 2001, we went to Dragon Con for the first time, went to a panel with Paul Jenkins, and he. this was before Origin came out, before Origin ended horribly. So it was still at a time where it was just kind of an interesting idea. And she got really into what he was saying to the point that when Origin came out, she sat down and read it. I have pictures of this, actually. Oh, that's but cool. But the comics that she read were Fables and Books of Magic. And mm-hmm. she really got into both of those titles pretty hardcore, especially Fables, for the longest time. But she loves going to the movies with me. Uh, and the like yeah, yeah, I mean, she loves going to the movies, and she'll sometimes she'll sit there and and ask me questions that you know it's not like who is this or who is that? but why does this happen? And it puts you it's it's like recently I had her on on one of my other shows, and I said something that to me is like the most normal thing possible. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, well, there was Lori Lamarris that Superman dated, but she was a mermaid and that was in college and she and 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 and, and to me that's like that's like Tuesday, you know? That that, that, <laughs> that happened and that's like that's perfectly acceptable and she's like right. you're punking me, right? And you know, like I'm trying to mess I, with her. So, yeah, I never heard Superman dated a mermaid. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it's just I, I just really lucked out in that I can share my hobby with her, but just not the nuts and bolts of, of reading comics. Right. She
0: she's an enabler.
1: Oh, it's a she is a great enabler.
0: <laughs> exactly. She she doesn't she doesn't like my wife doesn't look down on the hobby and, and like why don't you throw those comics away? They're they're taking up space. So. They're
2: not a trash can big enough.
1: I know. <laughs> Yeah, we'd have to get like that dumpster thing delivered to the to the house and stuff. Real, real up quick,
0: to play off something you just said about Paul Jenkins. My wife and I also met Paul Jenkins at uh, the Chicago con, and Wendy was enamored with Paul Jenkins. Granted, he's a good-looking fella, but um, he he's so intelligent. Paul Jenkins. And he was he was pushing his book that he's doing with uh, Humberto Ramos called Fairy Quest: The Outlaws and it's a $30 hardcover. And uh it's it's uh like nursery rhymes in their own universe come to life and it's just beautifully drawn, beautifully written. And my wife was like, We're, "We we got to get that book because I want to read it." So we bought the $30 hardcover from Paul Jenkins. And he personalized it to Brad and Wendy in the Spider-Man crawlspace. And he signed it, and uh, so Paul Jenkins, just a great guy. One of the and, one of
2: the best experiences I've ever had at convention was getting to meet him yeah. and walk around with him. He is just a super person.
0: Real quick, George, the, the Playboy playmate that hit on Paul, married Paul Jenkins, go. All right,
2: I <laughs> this love this story. story. Jr., this is back when I was at hero realm. So
0: okay.
3: this was.
2: Uh, I love this story. This was. I don't think JR's ever heard it. This was back in two thousand and two. And, uh, back then, you know, Paul Jenkins was doing PPSM, and, uh, which I actually liked. And Matthew, your partner. Matthew was doing amazing, which was horrible. And, um, so, you know, we gave good reviews to him because I really enjoyed it, you know. And, and so he was like, well, if you're coming over to San Diego, hey, let's meet up. And I was like, all right. And, um, so I go, he was signing at the Top Cow booth because back then he was, he was, Doing a lot of stuff for Top Cow as well. And he's sitting next to a Playboy Playmate, whose name I do not remember anymore. Now,
0: Paul – Hotness. Hotness. Totally
2: hot. Yeah. Stupid (laughs) stupid hot. And, and, of course, Paul had just gotten engaged, like, the previous week, okay, to his girlfriend. And I think he's, like, married and has, like, two or three kids now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And um, so she is hitting on him hard because he's a good – you're right. He is a handsome man. Yeah. And and plus he has the accent. Yes. Yep. And women are just I mean women would just throw their panties at the accent. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like this guy is the Tom Jones of of comic books. Right, right. And this woman is just throwing it at trying to throw it at Paul Jenkins. I mean <laughs> left and right she is like, "Oh my god, she is hit I mean hard on Paul Jenkins." <laughs> and 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 then I walk up, you know, and of course you know, I'm a, you know, Tubby bald dude, you know, I, I look probably like, you know, any other guy there, and, and then I'm like, hey, Paul, it's, it's George, and Paul is like, oh, my God, George, you're finally here, and he's like, and he looks at the Playboy Playmate, and he's like, I got to go, my mate's here, we got to go walk around and talk, talk Spider-Man for a while, <laughs> and he goes, I'll be back in like an hour, hour and a half, and the girl is looking at Paul, then at me, then at Paul, and then at me, and then she, literally, you can tell she's thinking, you would rather go hang out with this dude <laughs> <laughs> then sit right here and accept this loving. <laughs> and so, you know, Paul comes out, he gives me a big hug. He's just, I mean, he's, he is, he's just a very personable guy.
1: Yeah. And, nice and then guy. he
2: and I walk around the convention, and he's teasing me the entire time. He, you know, because back then, you know, Axel was the editor of the Spider books, and I didn't like the direction of those um, at the time. And uh, and then, you know, of course, Quesada is there, and he's like, hey, hey, George, let's go, let's go talk to Axel. Let's go say hi to Axel. And I'm like, you know, I'd rather not, Paul. Uh, I say a lot of of negative things about Axel's uh, editorial skills.
0: Not only is Paul a nice guy, he's a
2: committed man. Yes. Many a man would
0: have problems turning down a Playboy playmate for George. I mean, even if you're engaged. Dude,
2: I mean, man. And she was hot. She wasn't just like an attractive girl who happened to be in Playboy. No. No. She was a (laughs) sex bomb. (laughs) Tying it into Tom Yeah. So we had a very enjoyable meeting. Yeah, let's get back on track, but I love –
0: I don't know if you've ever shared that story on the show, but I (laughs) love that story. Uh, Hornacek, our good friend Hornacek. uh, Bailey, since you've been gone, Hornacek direct quotes us on all the podcasts. If you have a funny line, Hornacek will quote it and put it on the message board. It's one of my favorite posts every few weeks on the message board. Love that. So, Bailey, you've been quoted several times with hilarity. Awesome. Uh Hornacek from uh, Canada, to everyone, do you think we'll ever see another issue num- number 100 of Spider-Man with Amazing starting at number one and Marvel is renumbering almost anything, everything and anything to number one? Do you think they'll let the new Amazing get to 100 or will they need to have everything, have low numbers, trump that? What do you guys think? I don't think so. You don't think so, Watt? I don't, I don't think that we'll ever get to another oh, Spider-Man 100. Probably not. I think we'll get to, I think we'll get to another Amazing Spider-Man 900, but no. I don't think they'll let it go. How, how, what does
2: 100 equal? Is that like five years? That'd be like four years at the current rate right, right now, and right. they'll reboot the book five times before that happens.
3: I agree. I, agree. I, I think Mr. Bailey's uh, analysis earlier probably uh, summed it up. Yeah. I mean, it's just an entirely different time, and I think – I think, you know, when we got into the history and, and I I guess I shouldn't speak for anybody else, but see the, the numbers didn't bother me. I liked feeling that I was reading, you know, part of a long mythology. You know, yep. one long well, me, story. Yeah, and I don't think people read, I mean, I, I think right now we're going to see the, the the numbering and things focused more on specific arts, arts, arcs, you know, or specific creative teams, and there always will be kind of an ending and a new beginning, you know, it just, it won't be the, this is one long, you know, this is one long epic you're reading, uh, it's almost going to be like. You know uh, these uh, mini series almost. I, I kind of feel that that's mm-hmm. the way it's going to go. You know, it's, it's going. So I, I don't think we'll see, except for gimmicks. You know, like you know, number eight hundred or you know, nine, like you said, nine hundred. When we get to something, I, I, I think those days of high numbers are gone. I agree, hundred percent. Sad. I agree. Uh,
0: Bailey, are we getting to hundreds? You think?
1: No. Um, uh, yeah. And if we do, it's going to be a renumbered one hundred. It's going to be like, we're going to add all these up, and that's 100. And that's, wow. that's not really the same. I agree.
0: Uh, Iron Patriot from the Philippines. Michael, so glad you're back. You were missed. And Aww. in the past, you've said that you weren't much of a fan of Spider-Man 2. I'm guessing, yeah, Raimi's. Do you f- still feel this way, and why?
1: Uh, no, actually. I, that, that is actually, um, uh, of the three films, that has grown on me the most. Mm-hmm. And mainly that comes from Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. I, I thought yeah. of all the villains that they presented us in those films, he was the one they put the most meat on the bone. Yes. And yeah. I, I just, I loved the relationship he had with Peter before he went bad. I liked the relationship with his wife. And all of that just work in the film because, you know, like, like the first one, it's a good origin tale, but the green goblin and that costume, it's just all distracting. and in the the, the third one, mm-hmm. you have three really solid stories that don't gel well together. But in the mm-hmm. second one, between Harry having an issue with Peter, Peter wanting to get with Mary Jane, even those two even though those two had like zero chemistry together on screen. <laughs> uh, and then you had a really great villain. It's actually become my favorite of that trilogy. Yeah,
2: mine too. Mine
0: too. Hey,
1: Brad, real quick. Yes. Uh, yeah. Song of Spidey Glenberger or Song of
2: Spider Man Glenberger talks about that is the reason why Norman is the way he is in the musical and not like Norman in the comic books because Julie Taymor hated uh, Willem Dafoe and as the Green Goblin in Spider Man One, and but she loved. Doctor Octopus and Spider Man too. So she just decided to basically make make take the Green Goblin and make him Doctor Octopus, like this noble scientist Uh-oh. who kind of got. And then Berger threw in the southern Uh-oh. the whole southern thing. That's awful because he threw in the whole southern thing because he said he wanted uh, he wanted Norman to sound like a Klansman. And I was I read that and Uh-oh. I was like Uh-oh. I was like yeah because oh like because everybody in the South is in the
1: Klan dude <laughs> you
3: know what the That's hell
2: awful awful, awful.
1: yeah.
0: It's just, it's just
1: you, you. You really, when you think of Norman Osborne you you want to hear him talk with right. that, like you know, I am five seconds from Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> you know what, Bailey? Dude sings a mean I, song. I, <laughs> yes, he does.
0: I said pumpkin bomb, son. Pumpkin bomb, Son, yes, like right? I said seventy-five.
3: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Oh my God, Sir Jigglot. Number one, first question: Do you believe that the spider marriage being erased has lessened the impact of Craven's last hunt?
2: Well, I remember. Didn't you did an interview with J. M. De, uh, DeMattis, and Didn't he even say, "Well, you know, when I wrote that story, I, it wasn't a girlfriend I was writing about."
0: Yeah, I, I forget what his quote was, but you know, when I read that story, I, I mean, it takes place their newlyweds, and he's he's missing, and it does have an impact, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. I yeah. think. I think it's lessened a bit. Oh yeah, I I mean the the newlywed aspect is a part of that story. Yep, that what part do do? of the
1: story is lessened. I don't think it lessens what Craven goes through.
0: No, it's it's an epic story, but I agree. But it's it's just a little bit taken
3: away from it. What
0: George and Jr. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. JR.
3: I never liked Craven's last hunt to begin with so I could I couldn't give a rat's ass
0: Are you that's one of the best Spider-Man stories of all no, t- Oh I you hit, I've, I've oh, never you liked
3: Crusty Old Fool
0: If Vermin that's what it's does it in for hard. you it? Boy, yeah Wait wait, 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 whoa,
1: whoa! Time out. I'm gonna throw a flag on the play on George calling somebody a crusty old fool for not liking something. I didn't say I wasn't, sir. So, okay, okay. I just okay. I'll I'll I'll, I'll rescind the penalty. So. Jake.
0: Okay, this is
3: obviously no, way it's too funny. Much. Nobody, you know, it's funny. It's like. <laughs> nobody can call me anything worse than my wife has called me it's like you know people will insult me or say something and it's like are you kidding i've been married 25 years i'm sorry i've been insulted by experts
2: you know it's so what, bad. It, what about the guy that called you a uh, uh,
3: fan man or whatever oh let's see here
0: what's that i don't uh, know that. Uh,
3: it, what, what it, i know what you're saying though it wasn't quite a fan man wasn't, wasn't it a, a s- guy at cbr or man child or something like that
0: yeah. Oh, something
3: crack. like crack. that. Something like that.
0: Jr. was quote on crack, but I, yeah. could,
3: I couldn't care. I couldn't see. I couldn't care less what anybody, any of those people have to say. I, I mean, I never participated in any of those th- boards. You know, I, occasionally I would announce when I had a new article, but that was pretty well it. I would let people discuss and I wouldn't jump in unless someone said just something so completely and nearly stupid I had no you know <laughs> choice, but I couldn't care less what they. I
0: thought. can't believe all these years, Jr. I didn't realize that you didn't like Cravens last time.
3: I've, I've, said, I've always said I, I didn't like Cravens last time.
1: Maybe I just I mean, didn't remember that. that. That was on your marriage dot com profile thing that where Brad found <laughs> you. So wow. <laughs>
0: Uh, Other question for the sarcastic panel. Uh, Has Craven's resurrection further cheapened the classic story? And do you think he should have stayed dead with a capital D the way
2: Gwen and Ben have? Yes.
0: Well, Demetrius brought him back as a ghost. I mean...
2: He should have stayed dead. It it, 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 it makes that story way more important. And seriously, what what awesome stuff has been done with Craven since then?
0: I don't know that, that last... Is it Last Hunt, JR? Oh. Yeah, I liked that. I liked it a lot, honestly. Oh. Anyway, I like the new Craven, where he's trying to die. He's got he, he doesn't want to. He, he wants Spider Man to kill him. I, I like that aspect of the character. Then why didn't he because... just stay dead? Well, I thought <laughs> he was to to present.
2: He wasn't asked to get resurrected. His family's been under sleep about it. Why does he want Spider-Man to come? Why do not he just kill himself again? Because he's done it before. Go back to the well. It's a proven. It's a proven winner.
0: I'm out. All right, Jolly <laughs> jovial Jonas. He's located at the Justice League Watchtower. To everyone, if there were to be a new Spider-Satellite title with a new character, who would you want it to be and why? Anna. <laughs>
2: really. <laughs> um. Doc Ock, hell
3: yeah, make, yeah, make Doc Ock, doc, doc. A, a
2: series with That's Doc rockpus and and what happens after that? You're right, hell yeah, yeah. Uh, that or uh, Spider Man twenty
0: ninety nine, which I think is coming. Anybody else? What what Spider satellite would you like?
1: Prowler. I just I, I think that they should just focus on. I mean, George really likes Superior Foes. Uh, I don't know how superior team up is, but I, I think really what you need to focus on is making the main book as good as you can, and not yeah. worry about satellite books at this point.
0: Well, they got to sell something. Uh, that's true. I mean, Avengers, X Men, and Spider Man. What else they got?
3: Stegron. God damn it.
0: <laughs> Stegron solo. It Stegron's 1%. time
3: to shine. All right. Two I, I do. I do want to. I guess just jump in and say that I would. Uh, as interesting as the idea of auto having a regular series i would almost disagree that it's a, i would disagree that it's a good thing because you, you remember what happened to venom you know I, I i think with villains overexposure can is one of a villain's greatest enemies <laughs> it, yeah. and the thing is, a, a villain has to be a good villain has to be well written and understood by a particular write, by, a, cert, by write, a certain writer, and it's pretty apparent. You know, I mean, I've seen. Well, you look at all the way different ways Norman Osborn was written during Dark Reign. I mean, there are just clearly writers who do not get that character, and I think Doc Ock is not an easy character to write if you want to do him well. If you don't want him just to come off as like, I think I think it was Bailey who made the. Uh, the thing about how you know he, he'd be a whiner or a crier sometimes, and he would just do, you know, it just wouldn't be right. Uh, I think Doc Ock would be actually be almost an easy too easy to miswrite I mean, to not write well. well. I'd rather have Slot do a Ock solo book than a Silver Surfer book. Well, if Slot if Slot yeah. did it, but that's the thing. I mean, Slot right. probably wouldn't do it, or he wouldn't do it for yeah. a long time. So.
0: Well, he's done it for 36 issues. So. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. amazing. My, yeah. Michael, George, uh, since you guys left before the Amazing Spider-Man movie came out, what are your thoughts on it? George shared it earlier. Uh,
2: you, you didn't like it. Uh, I, when I finally saw it, I still did not. Yeah. I knew I wouldn't like it. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it as badly as I thought I would. I re- the number one thing I hate the most about the rebooted Spider-Man is all the monkeying around they're doing with the origin. I hate that.
0: You don't like any of the new oh, parents? hell no.
2: I, I can't give, what, stand it. What would you give the movie as a grade? The first movie? Yeah. Um, amazing D. A bullet to the head. Uh, D, <laughs> and by D, I mean uh, bullet to the head.
0: D, really? My gosh.
2: Yeah. Uh, Bailey, what, what do you think of the Amazing
0: Spider
1: Man movie? I loved it. Uh, Me, too. I, um,. It, it, it's a weird mix of emotions because I thought Andrew Garfield was so much more personable and Peter Parker like than Tobey Maguire did, and especially since Toby's performances became more and more phoned in as that series of movies went on, I thought the the chemistry between him and Emma Stone was just just I, I bought that they were attracted to each other. Uh, Dennis Leary. Uh, was good in the Captain Stacy that they presented us. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say he's like, you know, the epitome of who Captain Stacy was in the comics. What I loved most about this movie, though, is we were given a Spider-Man film that felt like it was an 80s superhero film, but it was put out in 2012. That whole thing at the end where the entire city came together and all the cranes like, lined mm-hmm. up so he could swing just right. That is, like, what happens in an 80s superhero film. And with James Horner's music and that theme, which I really, really liked, the only thing I really didn't like about it was, I'm going to agree with my, my my good buddy Andrew Leyland, that, you know, why can't we just have it be a burglar who kills Uncle Ben instead of some guy that robs something, you know? You know that 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 you know that that just happened upon Uncle Ben, blah blah blah, but also, even though the costume ended up looking much better in the film, I am so glad that in the sequel they're going to more the yeah. classic look because it looks I so agree. badass in those trailers. It does. Uh,
0: name a couple '80s superhero movies that made
1: you think of it. Well, I, I'm, just, I'm having problems. Um, just if like pilots to superhero movies and stuff cuz cause cuz cause, well, the 80s yeah. there wasn't a dearth of superheroes films but just how everything's kind of cheesy but in a mm-hmm. good way like is it like like Superman 2 maybe? Yeah Superman something like II that. Not Bas- yeah. Basically more like the modern superhero film everything has to be ultra realistic and dark. Mhm. Uh Except for the Avengers, which did a billion dollars, which should clue some people into something. But so did Dark Knight, which did a billion dollars. But, but everybody wants to do this, like, kind of brooding, kind of, you know, like, tortured hero. And here is a movie where you had that, but at the end, Pony Boy from The Outsiders gets everyone together to uh, put the cranes in place so that Spider-Man can be the hero and get to the final level. And yeah. fight the big boss. I mean, I just, I, I, right, and and that theme just. I liked Elfman's music in the original trilogy, but that Spider-Man theme I thought kicked ass. Right. I literally could not hum that right now. I
2: don't. I don't. I wouldn't recognize it if you played it for me right now. <laughs>
0: Uh, to everyone do you collect action figures and if so are you planning on buying either the superior Spider-Man figures I collect a, a lot of Marvel Legends back in the day back when they were 9 bucks or something 9 10 bucks If you want to buy that Marvel Legends superior Spider-Man figure plan to shell out 25 25 is too much for an action figure I'm sorry Bailey and George, you collect it figures. Depends on what kind of action you're
1: gonna get from me. <laughs> I I used to. I don't as much anymore. Uh, they're too
0: expensive, dude.
1: It's not so much that. It's just I I don't have room to put them all up. I mean, yeah. and there's too many of them. I mean, I, there. You know, the the Man of Steel figures that came out. I really wasn't gonna get any of the three and three quarter ones, but I thought the Movie Master ones would be cool. And I got, and I got the James Franco as Superman, Superman figure. And the the, the action figure looks like James Franco. I swear to God. (laughs) Uh, And then there's hell. And then there's, I I, do Tai Chi general Zod uh, (laughs) with that pose he's doing, but they're like, you know, 16, 17 bucks a piece. And that's just,
0: dude, that's a lot. That's
1: too much. I I can, I could like buy food. That will feed my family with with that money and get more out of it. I agree. What's it going to do? It's going to sit on a shelf and you're going
0: to
2: look at it. I recently have bought a
0: Swarm and Stekron action figure. You did? After we did those fight clubs, you're like, I wonder if they did action figures. Holy cow. Hello, 90s. Swarm.
2: Swarm. And every day I play with them and they go on adventures. Oh, nice, nice. Is this before or what after about you the, fall what asleep about, listening to me talk to you. What about the
0: action figures? Oh. Anyway, Big Al from Edgeware. George, what's the best Spider-Man fight from outside the main Six One Six universe? Can there, they can be alternate universes, what ifs, or ultimate, or they can be from other media, <laughs> ultimate, <laughs> <laughs> or they can be from other media like the movies or the cartoons.
2: Uh, if we're going other media, then yes, uh, I, I we can't use Six One Six. Um, then yes, I would say it would be Spider-Man 2 and the fights he had with Dr. Octopus. Yeah, that that, uh, train fight's awesome. And I'm sorry. I mean, you know, we can – I've already said I don't like the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, the rebooted movie. Um, The fights with the lizard, I, I still felt like that paled compared to the fights he had with Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what did you think of the interactions between Spider-Man
0: related characters and DC characters in DC versus Marvel, in particular the Ben Riley Spider-Man
1: interactions with Clark Lewis and Superboy? It it was kind of cool to see, you know, them having to shoehorn Ben Riley into the Daily Planet uh, since he wasn't really a reporter uh, or, or a photographer. Uh, it's just like – and that was also kind of cool because Dan Jurgens was drawing portions of that and he was also drawing – um what was that? Sensational Spider-Man. I um I I really do not have much of a memory of the fight between him and Superboy. I remember it happening, but it's been so long since I've read that book, so I can't really yeah. comment Me on either. it. I will say this the amalgam series that came out of that, the two Spider Boy right. one shots were a lot of fun. And Mike Ringo drew that. Up, if I remember correctly, they were just—they yeah. were just a ball. They were some of the—the the amalgams were either good or crap. Uh, yeah. There really wasn't a whole lot of middle ground with those.
0: Right. Uh, Mr. Metz has a question aimed at anybody. Uh, we haven't heard from Jr. So I'm going to give this one to you, Jr. <laughs> what should Marvel do with artists like Humberto Ramos, Ramos, who have a lot of uh, detractors, but whose work sells well? Should they be shuffled off to side projects? so that readers have less reasons to avoid a flagship title or event book? Or could it be better to put these guys on the big projects? The detractors will most likely still buy the product because they like Spider-Man, but they also encourage readers who like the guy's style to pick up a highly promoted new project. Is it better to have a safer, less exciting artist, or something like the first storyline of the Amazing Spider-Man relaunch? Wow. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of words, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I was
3: about to say that's. Uh, uh, you, I, I don't. Uh, you lose me when your questions are that long. But actually, I think he answered. <laughs> I think he answered. A, he answered his own question. What should they do with ca- actors? I mean, with artists who that work sells well. There you go. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, Marlo- I, mean, I mean, Steve Wacker said that we weren't the audience for the artist anyway. That uh, he was. So. Yep. I mean Humberto. I mean. He, I agree. He does have his detractors, but
0: as as a, as a business, he puts people in the seats. I mean, people aren't running away from the book because he's drawing it. The book is doing very well, so I think uh, reward the guy
2: with the the relaunch. It's doing the best it's done since before they rebooted yeah. it
1: exactly. with uh, OMD. WMD. And, and a Z. Oh, go ahead. Byron. And, and the one thing in there is that it has a lot of detractors. It has a lot of people complaining on the internet, but that is that is yeah. a small representation of the total reading audience. So, you can't really you can't really judge it by people bitching on CBR. Z's <laughs> <laughs> from the Speed Force. Is that where the Flash hangs out? <laughs> uh if by hang out you mean go where they go to die, yes.
0: Okay. So <laughs> this is like the Valhalla of uh Flash. Huh? Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, How would Spider-Man's life be like if he stopped the burglar in the studio and decided to take up a life of crime due to that? If you'd like to know what inspired the question, it's the origin of the Marvel Scarecrow, as shown in an Iron Man feature in Tales of Suspense back in the 60s. I
2: guess he'd be a criminal? I guess <laughs> the question kind of answers itself. It's like, how would his life be if he stopped the burglar and became a criminal? Well, I guess he'd be a criminal.
1: <laughs> well, well, um, it's two separate questions. Okay. What would he be if he stopped the burglar in the studio? And after the and sub question,
3: uh, oh, and decided think, to take okay. up a
1: crime, a life of crime. I think if he had stopped the burglar and Uncle Ben had lived, I think it would have probably turned out a little like what Peter David did in Friendly Neighborhood when it was Aunt May that died and Uncle Ben lived and Peter became a complete douche uh, and was just kind of a jackass. I think that would have been a pretty plausible way to play that out. And if he decided to take up a life of crime, uh, he would have been a criminal. So. There's a. I'm trying
0: to think of the What If book. It was the 1970s What If. Yeah,
3: number 19.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. I, think I don't remember 19. the storyline, but he went into show business. Is that right? He went, he went yeah. into porn. No, no, no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it was. He went into show business, but uh, the 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 uh, narcissistic douche thing was very <laughs> much a uh, a um, factor in that. Yeah, he just became completely I mean, you know, it it makes sense. I mean, he was kind of getting self absorbed anyway, you know, before the burglar crossed his path. And it would just make sense that if you know, he stopped the burglar and did some grand heroic thing and people praised him that he'd, he'd get even worse.
0: The, uh, the, uh, there's also another good what-if in, in the 80s, like 46 or something like that, Ron Friends penciled. Mm-hmm. And it's what if uh, Aunt May died instead of Uncle Ben. That is so a very good one, ch- yeah. You might want to check those out in your back issue bins. They can't be very expensive. Uh, let's see, BD, who's going to set the Spider Jeopardy this year? And will there be one? There will be one. Uh, yes, we're going to have one. How we're going to do it, we'll decide that later in 2014. Uh, Phantom, number one, and this is your number one uh, question, so welcome to the board. Um, finally get the chance to ask a question. I better not F this up. <laughs> yeah, you better not. You better not, kid. <laughs> uh, to the gang, which crossover event involving Spider-Man did you enjoy or at least, or at least did you not hate? Secret Wars. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, Secret Wars is top of my list.
1: You, you know, I'm actually going to say Civil War because the Spider-Man end of that was the only really good part of it.
0: The the masking, et cetera, yeah. Uh,
1: JMS's issues were full of character and, like, an exploration of who Peter was, and the Civil War issues were dark.
0: (laughs) JR, what's your vote?
3: I haven't liked any of them so far.
0: Really? (laughs) Not even Maximum Carnage? No. (laughs) Uh, 666 and a half from uh, The Inland Empire. Uh, I've been really enjoying the Friday Night Fights, George. There you go. And it's been pretty awesome to hear some of Spidey's more badass moments, like when he kicked the X-Men's ass. But this got me thinking. If Spidey's so good, that means his villains must be pretty badass themselves. What is the gang's favorite badass fight moment for any of Spider-Man's villains? Feel free, anybody. I'm, I'm thinking
2: myself. Um... Mr. Fight Club, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I keep going back to Goblins at the Gate with Stern. Yeah. I mean, that whole fight between Norman and and, uh, and Kingsley was epic. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that that to me is one of my all time favorite uh, stories involving goblins of any kind. And...
1: Do, do do we consider Kingpin a Spider Man villain? Oh yeah, dude. Hell yeah. The fight between him and Red Skull in the god awful streets of Poison. Storyline in Captain America.
0: Oh my gosh, take me back on that.
1: <laughs> Kingpin it was a Kingpin, Woo. red skull in the body in the clone body of Steve Rogers. It was an epic fight. It was Holy crap, really I haven't good. thought of
0: that in years. <laughs> That's why I like having Bailey on. Yeah. <laughs> right there, hell yeah. He took me back to Streets of Poison <laughs> by Mark Gruenwald. Oh my god. All right. JR, you got one?
3: I was trying to think of one, but I, nothing, nothing, nothing comes up to mind in a, in a reasonable period of time.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, Wombat nine oh nine. I was <gasps> listening to some. What? O- huh? Oh, <laughs> Bailey's turning into a werewolf. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, he's he's turning into cap wolf. <laughs> More gruening. You're old about cap to make resources.
1: me drop an f bomb, Brad. You need.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just don't drop the dog. Anyway, I uh, was listening to some old things, episodes. So was listening to some old episodes and hearing uh Kevin's enthusiasm toward the announcement announcement of the Morbius series and sounding so hopeful about it was somewhat sad to hear on, on retrospect considering how the book came to be came out to be what was the last comic series you were really looking forward to that didn't live up to your expectations and
2: was a disappointment for you Amazing Spider-Man volume 1 it ended really shitty
3: <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Let me think. Anybody, J.R. Michael, you got one?
1: The way Jeff Johns' run on Superman ended up kind of at the time left me a really sour taste in my mouth. Like I was really looking forward to it, and then it turned out to be, uh, in a lot of cases, kind of warmed over Superman the movie. Mm. Just uh, it, it just ended up being kind of disappointing.
3: I would say disappointing would be actually when Paul Jenkins took over a rebooted spectacular Spider-Man because mm-hmm. I, you know, kind of had some high hopes for that, you know, after he, um, you know, after he did the um uh Goblin story which was really good. And then he, you know, he was going to take on Venom and uh, Doctor Octopus, and I thought, oh man, this this ought to be interesting. And and they just both turned into be over long, kind of disappointing stories. And I just don't think Jenkins ever got going on that rebooted Spectacular.
0: Yeah. Uh, I've got two now. that I've been thinking about it. Uh, I liked uh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four a lot, and I liked his. Secret Warriors a lot, and I like his New Avengers a lot. I think the main Avengers book is very rough, and it's almost unreadable, and under- I really don't understand what's going on. Why does Hulk wear armor? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why the Hulk wears armor. Evidently, Banner is in, can sometimes put uh, a little floating globe that follows the Hulk around but I don't know why the Hulk is on the Avengers team that's really odd too how the the rampaging he's just mindless Hulk is suddenly oh, I'm a team player now I, that that just kind of bugs me it's all because of the movie obviously what about all the Red Hulk crap but, uh, is that over uh, I like Red no, Hulk R- Red Hulk's over in Thunderbolts uh, at the moment the rest of the Hulks you don't see the very is often is Betty
2: still a Red She-Hulk
0: yeah her series ended uh, she had a series uh, yep yeah, yeah, when oh. Red Hulk got out of his book, it became Red She-Hulk, and that was just horrible. I didn't care for that book at all. Oh. Uh, the other one that I tried, and when the new 52 came out, I tried a lot of books. I tried uh, the two Superman books, and I tried Batgirl and all the Bat books. Uh, the one that disappointed me the most, well, I guess the um, yeah, the Batgirl by, what's her name? Um, oh, Bailey, help me. Who, who writes Batgirl? Gail yeah, Simone. Yeah, I just didn't like that at all, and I didn't really care for the uh, the Superman book written by George Perez. I'm not a big George Perez writing fan, but I love his artwork. Uh, let's see, any series that took you by surprise, being much better than you thought it was going to be? Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, there you go, yeah. big yeah. time. Yeah, Jr. You got one off the top of your head? Dark Avengers. Ooh, that was good. That was good. Uh, Puny Parker, what are your general thoughts on the Goblin Nation arc and how you think Peter will come back? We kind of hit that up in the reviews. I mean, uh, we've had our theories, etc. Oh, I love this avatar. (laughs) of TNR105, it's the new Black Widow one-sheet poster. Uh, from Captain America Winter Soldier, and the Winter Soldier is just embracing, uh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlett
1: Johansson. Yo my Lord. They, uh, I, anyway. I like
2: that they reduced her waist by, like, two,
1: yeah. two inches or We removed Scarlett Johansson's gastrointestinal system to make her look <laughs> more attractive. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm like, foxy
2: the
0: way she is, Jack. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, welcome back, Mr. Bailey. Let's see what he says. You are well missed and Loved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Rachel's back, too. I love it. <laughs> we missed Rachel, too. <laughs> uh, to celebrate a que- uh, the occasion, a question to Mr. Bailey that sort of ties back in the Spider-Man and Superman. I've been rewatching a lot of Smallville. And so have you, Bailey, if I remember correctly mm-hmm. from your Facebook post. I was curious as to the answers from those who watched the show. Who's the worst father? Norman Osborn <laughs> or Smallville's Lionel Luthor. And what are the similarities and differences in the relationships each have with their sons? That's a good question.
1: I like that. With with Norman and 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 Jr. feel free to kind of disagree with me. <laughs> I love
0: the I love the growling dog.
1: <laughs> the dog's getting a little upset. No, um, I love it. Boo! <laughs>
0: stop
1: it! Uh, <laughs> welcome back, Boo! Too. Uh, yeah. No, I want to hear a smack
3: followed by. <laughs>
1: Dude, if anybody ever touched my freaking dogs, I'd break them in half. You know, and, 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 no, the, the the difference between Norman and, and and Lionel, I think, one of one of the main differences I would say is <laughs> we got a fight going on. Bailey's dog has some hot sports opinions
3: about Norman and Lionel that that, uh, yeah. that, that it wants to it wants to put
2: forward. That's awesome.
0: I'm done. I I, I died.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. We we just uh. You
0: no, know, that's awesome, dude. He can't sit
2: with Jack. <laughs> it's like a getting
0: attacked by a werewolf. <laughs>
2: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna dispatch <laughs> Blake over there to help. Uh, <laughs> <but> anyways,
1: um. <laughs> Tell Michael J. Fox to go
2: back to high school. <laughs> Get off the basketball team. He's like, That's Teen Wolf on the show now.
1: Oh, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, this is not funny, actually. There we go. Okay. Time to call Buffy out there, man. It's <laughs> foggy on the motors. Um. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Oh, that's one of the funniest podcast moments of dogs all time. Is talked out. I might need to
1: make the okay, dogs. give me just a second, guys.
0: <laughs> we got three dogs in,
1: or two dogs is heat. Not Two Dogs in heat. Dogs
0: oh wow! <laughs>
2: no, this <laughs> is a Friday night over at the Bailey
0: house. <laughs> that's
2: like a new podcast. Two dogs in heat. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna. It's just that's all it is for an hour of two dogs just growling because they can't get it on. <laughs> that's the hot <entire> That's <laughs> yeah, Oh my god, that's the fuck <laughs> Buy a couple I of cats just so I'm not left out next next month. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Let's go to the last question <laughs> from Big John from Tulsa, Oklahoma, my neighbor. Oh, I don't know if I can read after that. I'm literally—I have tears in my eyes. Um, I don't—I don't want Bailey to catch the lycanthropy that's apparently running through the house. <laughs> don't get bit. Don't You'll get change, him, Bailey. <laughs> don't get bit, Bailey. <laughs> okay, Swat doesn't seem to be at his best when writing Spider-Man nowadays. But, oh shit! <laughs>
1: Is it, is it really that funny, guys?
2: Oh, I'm dying! I'm literally in tears, Bailey. Oh, it's just because your dog kept hijacking you every time you tried
3: to make him...
1: <laughs> they uh, were, we're having issues right now because
3: they're in heat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the two younger dogs are.
3: It, it's the way it comes over on, on the Skype. I mean, when you're there, obviously it's not that funny when you're right there in it, but then kind of like when yeah. it's in the background, it's just, it's so funny. that's what's funny. <coughs>
1: um, Even
0: James busting a gut.
1: I'm sorry your dogs are trying to do it, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, just, they're just very angry, like uh, most during that time of the month.
0: Oh, so, oh, I'm out. I'm um,
1: out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to pay for that later. Back to the question. Yeah. Lionel, (laughs) I think the similarity is that both of them had very high expectations of their sons. I think the main difference is is that Lionel wanted to make uh, Lex into him. Like, he he wanted him to, to learn all the lessons and just basically ascend the throne Whereas with Harry, it in the movies there was that kind of disappointment. I, I I like Peter better. He should have been my real son. Kind of dynamic between the two of them. But in the comics, I never was there really a sense of that. Jr. No, I didn't think so. I I, I always I always just saw it as that they just had a very different type of relationship. So I, no. I think the the main I think. Lionel is actually the worst father because he was trying to bring out the worst in his son. Mm, yeah, yeah, but then true. but then he changed. Yeah, but that's that's a yeah, that's true. But then he came back in the the final seasons from a, from an alternate universe and was a bastard. So
2: <laughs> you can't blame. I mean, that's like putting the alternate uh, failings on the original.
1: Okay, that that is a fair point.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I I always thought Norman is kind of an absent father to Harry. He just kind of ignored him, and that's almost more evil than changing them to what you think is good. I don't know. JR, what's your thoughts on that?
3: I have no basis for comparison because oh, you haven't seen. So long, I though, did yeah. not watch one second of the Dawson creaking of Superman. <laughs>
0: oh oh, oh, oh <laughs> shit! Now, now J growling at Bailey. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh hell! All right, uh, Big John, whoever wants this one, Slot doesn't seem to be at his best when writing Spider-Man. That's an assumption. We all we we've. Put a lot of praise on Mister Slot, uh, which is sad considering his obvious love for the character and his great work on past titles like She Hulk, Avengers Initiative, and the Spidey Human Torch. It's like his head is so full of Spider-Man lore that he can't distill it enough to tell a good, focused story without gratuitous continuity reference and often groan-worthy, Stanley-ish dialogue. No disrespect to the man, but Slot's not him. Does anyone think? That his impressive knowledge and love of Spider-Man would be better suited to an editor's position. Do you think Spider-Man would benefit from a more skilled writer at the helm of the book and slot Spidey encyclopedic knowledge backing it from
2: editorial? <laughs> Who wants that one? I'll, I'll take it. Okay, go ahead. Hell no.
1: <laughs>
2: no, I would, right. I, I would not want Dan Slot to ever be the editor. Not ever. That, that is a very focused job. That it that you are shuffling a lot of hats around when you are an editor. You are having to deal with people who often have very, very sensitive, fragile egos. Um, you know, I, I learned a lot about, you know, uh what it take you know, or what being an editor is like. Um Priest, Jim Owsley, wrote a a bunch of articles about what it was like to edit the Spider Man books and just crap he had to deal with, you know, and then you can read Shooter talking about, you know, what all the crap he had to deal with. Um, no, there's just I I, I don't think that takes a very focused, driven kind of person, and I don't I don't I don't don't think it's a good fit.
0: And his his strength is writing. We
2: don't know what he'd be like as an editor. Well, I mean his I it, it's a job that demands a lot of attention. I'll put it th- I'll put it that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Bailey or Jr. You want that one? Any thoughts on that one?
3: I disagree that his head's so full of spidey lore that he I don't I don't think that the issues that Slot has had as a writer in Spider Man are, are due to because he simply knows too much about the character. Uh, it's uh I think some I don't know. I mean I don't know exactly why, but I mean some stories of his have just been you know, like the story Bailey Mr Bailey referenced earlier with the the Aunt May, uh, you know, chewing out... <laughs> that was just dumb. I don't know where that mm-hmm. came from, but it it wasn't because he knew too much about Spider-Man. <laughs>
1: Bailey? Yeah, I I think the problems that all, that came about after Brand New Day started was more of a fan base feeling like <clears throat> the powers that be were telling him to F off. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we're doing something new. And they, they did mature from the perspective of what a 14-year-old thinks is mature. When Slot works is when he focuses on character, not flash or substance. That's why mm-hmm. I liked these stories, even though there was a lot of action and a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of high drama, the reason why I was engaged with all four of the issues that I read was because I bought into what was going on between the characters. So when and that has nothing to do with how much Spider-Man knowledge he has. So when he can focus on who the characters are, how they relate to each other, how the villains play into it and crafting together a pretty good overall story like he did in Avengers Initiative, which I rather liked. Mm -hmm. That's when Slot works, but it all gets distracted with what he does online and how people react to what he does online and the back and forth in that. I think in all honesty, if we didn't... Those who don't know Slot online probably like his writing a lot more than those who do. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: We we've talked in the past about how his, at least with me, his personality online and his behavior online taints my over the moon enjoyment of the storyline.
2: We've had people who who are <clears throat> members of the site on the message board say this, say that. Hmm. That it detracts from that. Yeah. But, but you know what I'll say, Brad, real quick. What, what's that? Um, one thing I've noticed in coming back and reading. Because you know, one of the criticisms I used to have a slot was everyone in the book was fighting for the gags. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to be funny. <clears throat> I haven't seen that in Superior Spider-Man. It's been a lot more focused. It's been a lot <clears throat> tighter. Um, <laughs> when when Auk goes for a laugh, it's it, it's accidental. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but from from the supporting cast, it's there's been a lot less of of the supporting. all fighting to be funny I haven't seen as much of that in Superior that's a good thing
0: okay thanks to everybody who wrote in on the message board questions again if you'd like to get one on the air for uh, March all you have to do is log on to the spidermancrawlspace.com click on the message board link and it will be at the top of every thread uh, on the different sections Uh, people often ask how do I get a question on the show that's how you do it